Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. How do you continue healing when the abuse continues, even after you've already left and went no contact? Melissa, what do you mean as far as like no contact and still the abuse continues? Because unless you have kids and he's like trying to utilize the kids to be able to get to you, no contact means he doesn't have any access to you. So there's not that aspect of being able to abuse you in that aspect. Okay. So just give me a little bit more context. What's going on there. Need some serious advice, uh, set child arrangement plans and boundaries on a text uh, word. It's strong. Uh, he's a raving narcissist is allowed to contact me. So no communication. Uh, I want to be firm with what I expect. So are, do you guys have like a parenting agreement or like a custody agreement? Because if he can't contact you, I'm trying to understand, you said child arrangement plans. So is there something that legally you have to set up child arrangement plans? Or what does that actually look like? I'm in no contact. I think he's a narcissist. What to do if they out? You have nothing at the minute. Okay. I would, I would say like until you actually have something written down, if, you're in con if you don't have contact and he's not allowed to contact you, I would not contact. Okay. Due to bail conditions from Dustin's Hall, I wouldn't contact him at all. Okay. At this point, like he needs to reach out. He needs to figure out what he's going to do, like custody wise and things like that. Like I would, I would not engage. Um, Melissa, uh, three shared kids. Okay. So he's trying to abuse you like through the kids, like the manipulating them or trying to give them different advice or like whatever it might be, like trying to leverage the kids like against you kind of thing. I think, I think that's what you're saying with that. Um, so going back to your original question. How to continue your healing. So a piece of it is understanding and you getting clear about the story you're telling yourself, because there's a piece when the narcissist starts leveraging the people that you want. I don't know why I didn't pop up there. Three shared kids with limited access, even to the kids. He used the kids to bad mouth. Okay. I would, I would say like, focus on you, like focus on, uh, I think through conversations. Okay. So a focus on you actually engaging with the kids to provide this emotionally safe environment and to continue pouring into the kids, ignoring the stuff that he's going to say, ignoring the stuff that he's going to do. When the kids have questions of like, well, why is dad doing this? Or like, how come dad isn't here? All these different things, like answer them honestly. You don't have to bad mouth. You don't have to put them down, but just answer them honestly. Like, Hey, this is what's going on. You have to be able to take a step back and realize you are the only one that's emotionally there for your kids and they cannot be able to grow and have you lead them until you actually lead yourself. So big piece is like getting, getting to understand to break the trauma bond, the rumination that's pulling you back and to be able to set yourself in a place of certainty and clarity of understanding like, hey, I can actually move forward from this. So I would advise you like join our escape toxicity challenge. It's inside the bio to start understanding how we actually go about this. Like we'd start teaching you how to actually go about the process of reducing the triggers of him triggering you every single day with the kids, with other things that's going on, reduce those, eradicate those. So he no longer has that power over you, no longer has that control over you. Okay. I'm young. He's a little older and I think he's narcissistic, toxic. How do you heal from toxic relationships? Um, Sedona, the thing I would recommend like right now would be as soon as we get off here, the escape course, the links in the bio. 
understanding how we actually help you rewire the mindset. Okay. Narcissists do this thing where they rewrite history. They tell you a different version of reality. And when you buy it so many times, you start to believe a different version of reality than what's actually the truth. So we try to help people actually step through the process. Like I teach people how to rewire, how to go back the opposite way so that you can get clarity. So you can get truth of the situation because otherwise you'll never get free. Like a narcissist, when you're with the narcissist, they put you inside a fog. Okay. The fog looks like fear, obligation, and guilt. All those things typically control you and keep you from actually making a move in the relationship. They keep you stuck for a long period of time. The only thing that I've seen consistently that cuts through the fog and starts to shed light on the situation is truth. You might've heard the phrase, the truth will set you free. And that's hundred percent true. The truth will set you free, but we have to focus on the facts of the situation. What was actually demonstrated? What was actually shown on a day-to-day -day basis? Maybe he said, I love you. How did he demonstrate that on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, he didn't really demonstrate that. Okay, so then he doesn't love you. This is the piece where people get really like frustrated, annoyed, but he said he loved me. It felt like love. Okay, how is it demonstrated? We have to go off of what was demonstrated in any relationship, not just words. If we only go off of the words, you will always stay stuck in the fog. The fog is real. I didn't realize what it was at the time, 100%. Then if you point out the truth, they turn around on you. Yes, because you're not here to point the truth out in the narcissist. It doesn't matter. You have to see the truth in you. You have to see the light of the truth of what is actually going on. So it doesn't really matter of like, hey, I caught you cheating. Okay. If you know they're cheating and you don't want that in your relationship, that's where you're like, okay, that's a boundary that I have for my life. I don't want to be in a relationship with a cheater. So therefore I'm going to leave the relationship. Like this is the process that people have to understand. The truth is the piece to be able to understand, move forward with your life. Like the truth helps set you free from that because otherwise you lock yourself in to a different version of reality. Do narcissists have a weird connection to music? He seems to always show emotions through listening to music. Just a strange hypersensitive reaction. Not sure if that makes sense. 100% makes sense. I connect the most with any type of emotion through music, period. Like the deepest emotions that I will experience in the past, like five to 10 years have been through music every single time. Not another person, not a scenario, not a dog dying, nothing. Okay. Music. So one of the pieces that somehow like kind of triggers and gets underneath something and actually shows, Ooh, there's actually emotions there. Feels weird. And sometimes it's one of those things that let, let me play a certain song so I can experience or so I can feel a certain emotion. Okay. Uh, let's see. When you say go no contact, agreed, and don't go looking at social media. Absolutely. If you go looking at their social media, it's what's called pain shopping. You're you're shopping to see if you can actually feel something. Or you're like, I don't feel anything. I need to feel something. And you go and you look at their social media and then you walk away not feeling any better. Okay. Um, just out of text, hoping I can move on with my life without his misery. He's exhausted. Have a happy um, just had a text hoping I can move on with my life without his mystery misery. I'm trying to understand that. I'm, I'm not sure I get that. How do you feel about when someone tells you there are three sides to every story, yours, theirs, and the truth? There's just the facts. Okay. So, so a lot of times people try to use that in a manipulation way, especially when we're talking about narcissists at the end of the day, we just go off the facts was demonstrated. He's like, well, you know, I just forgot. And, you know, you're like, well, you lied to me. Okay. Well, here's, here's the reality. Did she ask you, did you do this? And did you say no? Okay. Is that the truth? No. Okay. Then you just demonstrated the fact that it's a lie. 
Like this is how I have conversations sometimes with couples that I counsel or with couples that I work through. And a lot of times I don't have long, uh, I, I don't do long couple sessions as far as like, I don't meet with people multiple times because typically I'm calling out the narcissist and you're getting clarity right then and there. Like, Oh, this guy's a liar. It's crazy. Like I can pick someone out a lot of times in a couple sessions very quickly of like, who's the narcissist because of how they show up. Takes one to know one, right? Like that type of piece of being able to understand it. Like, wait a second. That's how he's showing up. We see it consistently. It's really wild. Can narcissists actually hit rock bottom? And how does one not end up feeling sorry for them again? Okay. You need to understand like part of, part of you feeling sorry for the narcissist is you telling yourself a story. Oh, they couldn't help it. It's not their fault. Like all this stuff is you taking blame for their, like you taking the blame for their consequences. Like you taking accountability for another person when it's never your job to be able to do that. It's not your job to change them. It's not your job to help them. It's your job to actually stand in your power of who you actually are. And the majority of people that are with a narcissist do not have any semblance of clarity of knowing who they are. They don't. That's why they typically are with a narcissist. I'm not saying that's your fault. I'm just saying that's how it typically plays out. A narcissist doesn't just go after these empath weak people. There's a lot of strong people, a lot of businesswomen that narcissists go after being like, hey, I'm going to go after you. End of the day, a lot of times it's someone with daddy issues or it's someone who doesn't know who they are or it's someone that hasn't had, has a wound that they haven't actually healed. There's a lot of different pieces with that, okay? Okay.